Hi there, Julie Oliver here. I created this podcast in hopes that by sharing what God is speaking into my life, it'd be a catalyst for whatever he's doing in yours. So wherever you are, know that we're in this together because God has a wonderful life waiting on every one of us. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Julie Oliver here and welcome back. To those who listened last week, thank you so much for all the feedback, comments, sharing. I so appreciate it. It was so motivating. And for those of you who sent me messages thinking about doing the same thing, whether it be a podcast or a business venture, an idea, whatever it is, I just want to dare you to go for it and get people around you who will support you, pray for you, give you wisdom in the process because I hope and I pray you just come alive in the things that you're passionate about and the things that God's calling you to do. So I want to talk about something Uh, along that vein of thought of support and gathering around one another especially in this time it's kind of a sensitive topic to a lot of people because there's a lot of pain associated with it I'm a pastor's kid I grew up in the church I've seen the good bad the wonderful and the terribly ugly and you'll hear me say this more than once that I am a practitioner not a perfecter of this this is something that the Lord is teaching me and I'm in process of all the time, but I know it's importance. And if you're right here right now, I hope that you just receive it. You pray on it, chew on it, think about it. Last year, I was at my parents' house and they had this beautiful backyard with a big porch and they'll have parties and people over and barbecues and stuff like that. And it was kind of overcast that day and we weren't too worried about it. There was a a pretty big group of people at the house and so we're like let's stay out here as long as we can get some fresh air and then all of a sudden just like it usually does in Atlanta the sky just opened up and thunder thunderstorm right there and so me and my mom are scrambling to get everything inside of the house we're taking in the hot dog buns the crock pots everything that we can grab hoping that it doesn't like spark a fire because of the rain that just was all over these outlets like outdoor outlets shouldn't catch on fire right That is just irrational. Anyway, so we're trying to get all of this stuff in as soon as we can. And I'm trying to gather all of it. And as I'm leaning into the house, water's just pouring down off the roof. I'm just getting soaked. Like I look like a wet, sad pound puppy by the time that this is done. Like it was not a pretty sight. So I go inside. Everything's fine. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that was action packed two minutes. And I'm trying to like get all of the dirt water off of my head with this hand towel in the bathroom. And I just have this moment with the Holy Spirit and say, let's think about what just happened. I want to tell you something right now. Because I was getting food off the table as it began to rain, I was leaning over the table and I leaned into the house. The more rain fell on my head because it was sliding off the roof. I leaned into the house. The more rain I received. Rain and water is often a representation of the Spirit of God or an outpouring. And the house represents the church, not the building, but the body, the community of the family of God. And I heard him say this, you can be in the rain anywhere and still get wet. You can be a receiver anywhere and interact with the Holy Spirit wherever you are and have miraculous, wonderful encounters. But it's when you lean into the house, you lean in and you get close to the family of God is when you can receive a greater measure. Joel 2, 28 through 29 says this, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons, plural, and your daughters, plural, will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. He said he'd pour it out on us together. He created the church not to be a crowd, but a community where he can move and breathe 
and establish his kingdom within it because there's value and holiness and partnership, community, family, because the kingdom of God is not just me. It's not just you. It's not just God and a few scattered strangers all over the globe, but it's here around you, within you, and in the person next to you. Believe me, I love my times with God alone. Like, I love it. I have had seasons where that's all I had. That's all I had. I didn't have a community. I didn't have people around me who could stand with me. And um, and those seasons are great, but they don't last forever because we were created for family. We were created for other people. God said it's not good for man to be alone. And then those times I have received so much. I've gotten insight. I've gotten, you know, studying in the word and just feeling him just manifest his presence in my house. It is so much fun. And in that season, I almost didn't like being at church. Not because I didn't like church, just because I was like, I just want to be alone with Jesus. <laughs> like, I just want to get what all of that I can out of this quiet moment between me and him. And then there are other times where I'm like, I have to be around people because I'm just starving for communication. Like I just, it's driving me stir crazy. Like I need to be around people and all I could ever feel like I could receive from God was in a corporate setting. Like I had to be in church. I had to be in worship surrounded by more than, you know, at least 50 people. Like I just want to be around people and worship him with them because that's how I was getting fed. But the thing is that there's value in both. And the truth is we were um, created for each other. We were created for community. Jesus is the one who established the church. Jesus is the one who said, gather together, (laughs) you know, keep together. You don't, you're not lone wolves. Like we can't do that. And we can't do this on our own. We were created to be a family, brothers and sisters, because God is the father of us all. And this thought process really got in motion when I got married. Again, I said last podcast, me and my husband Cody have been married for about a year and a half, and I love him so much. But those people who are married out there, even newlyweds, you especially know this, that when you get married, you learn a lot about your spouse, but you also learn a lot about yourself. (laughs) Like, oh, before I got married, I thought I was a good person. I thought I was so generous, so selfless. But then I'm here and I'm upset about the toothpaste being rolled different. Like, it's just stupid stuff. (laughs) I'm like, oh my goodness. I really need to reevaluate where I'm at with the Lord. Was I even saved before this? Like, it just don't be scared for those who are engaged or single. It's OK. It's the best thing that will ever happen. So but at the same time, like I learned a lot about myself. I learned the negative things, but I also get so much goodness out of this because Cody is such an amazing husband. I love him so much. And even when we were dating and now, like, of course, we've had our differences. We fought and he showed me reflections just glimpses and how much Jesus loves me and then I think if if Cody can pursue me like this if he can be so kind and so patient whenever I am acting crazy how good is God towards his people towards his people who act crazy towards his people who hurt other people and we'll talk about that in a second you know oh let's just talk about it now you know Todd White I love him. For those of you who don't know, he is, he's an evangelist. He's super cool. But he talks about people who are, have left the church, have stopped following God because they got hurt. And they say that they're hurt by the church. But he says this, you weren't hurt by the church. You were hurt by people <laughs> because the church is made up of people and people aren't perfect. So if you're in that place right now where this just feels really stinging, to hear and to talk about community and church because those words are really, really overused in our culture, unfortunately, or overused without 
the authenticity that should come with it. Um, just take a moment. Please don't be scared to think about this or to dive into it. Just have an open heart. Because again, the church was God's idea. And whenever it's done right, it's the best thing. It's one of the best parts about life. It's just gathering together with people who believe like you do, who are seeking God with you. And when that's done purely, when that's done in holiness, when that's done in love, it's amazing. But unfortunately, a lot of people have been hurt by that where they've been taken advantage of or church has been treated like a business and they get hurt and they get pushed out. And I just feel like God is really restoring that in this season. Even for me, like I've been in seasons where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up around the church. And so I really have a heart for people who have grown up around it. Or for example, my great grandfather, he was a sharecropper in Arkansas. And the first time that he set foot in a church with my grandfather and my grandfather's sister with my mamma, his wife, they walked in and again, they weren't wealthy people. And he walks in, he sits down in the pew and he's got on his best clothes. He's got on overalls, <laughs> like countryman. Like he is sitting down there and he's just there. And an usher or someone in the church walks up to him, taps him on the shoulder and says, excuse me, sir, or mainly if it was an Arkansas, excuse me, sir, uh, you're not dressed quite properly to be here. Yeah. So that was his first taste of what Christians were like. That was his first taste of church is for the perfect. Church is for the put together. Church is not where I belong. And so he left and he hated it. He didn't want to have anything to do with God. He didn't want to have anything to do with it at all. And then one day, a couple years later, a Sunday school director comes around to the neighborhood that my great grandparents were living in. And they knocked on the door and they said, we are having a prayer service for healing. And if you have anybody in your house who is sick or has something that they need to get healing for, we invite you to come. And what that guy didn't know is that my papa, my grandfather, had as a little boy, one of his eyes messed up and he couldn't use it properly. And so my great grandmother sneaks him and my great aunt out of the house into the service. He gets prayed for and his eye gets healed and he brings him back. And again, my great grandfather was not a saved man. So I can only imagine how that conversation went when he found out that she took them to church, the evil place, <laughs> the bad place that he felt it was so much pain associated with it. But he looks at his son, he looks at my papa, and he sees what God did. And they, out of that moment, out of that reconciliation of God being so kind to them, they went back and they tried again, and they got saved. And my papa grew up to be a missionary, and then my dad's a pastor, and now I'm in ministry. And man, I just love that story. So, sorry guys, I'm getting emotional on you, and this podcast is not supposed to be so heavy, I told you that <laughs> this time. Um, but there was reconciliation there. So if you're in a moment, whether it was, you know, you got offended at something small or something traumatic happened to you, like it did with my great-grandparents, I want you to know that there's hope, that God cares and he sees and he saw what happened, and that there's friendships and people who are waiting on you. And I hope you're surprised about how much people need you just like you need them. If you've been hurt before and you put yourself out there, don't give up. There's hope. God has people waiting on you. Romans 15, 5 through 7 says this, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Jesus Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Unity flows 
from your relationship with Jesus. And unity activates glory. It says with one mind and one voice that you may glorify God and you may bring praise to God through your unity. So I don't know where you are because honestly, it's really hard. It's I'm going to admit it. It's really hard to find friends in a group of strangers. You show up and you look around and be like, hmm, I don't know if I have anything in common with these people. Nobody looks like me here. Nobody's the same age as me. I have no idea where I'm even supposed to start. But it's, I just encourage you to find the hope and to find the beauty in the local church because it's something that God set up and he established it and he has good plans for it. And the thing is, is that community isn't automatically church. Church isn't automatically community. We need to engage with God, just like being a Christian doesn't automatically happen when you walk into a church. But no, we have to engage with the people around us to find those people that we're supposed to be aligned with. You know, one thing that I prayed for when I was a teenager was divine alliances. Very churchy, very, you know, spiritual sounding. But that's the phrase that I had that I felt I was supposed to pray for divine alliances because when I was a teenager I didn't have a ton of people who uh, were really seeking God around me I was like I want him I'm so hungry for this and I'm tired of only talking about Lizzie McGuire even though Lizzie McGuire is amazing and I wish it was still on the air but I really wanted people who could pray for me just like I wanted to pray for them And the thing is, is that it took a while. It took me being vulnerable. It took some courage to step out and be like, hey, do you want to go to the mall? Like, we don't have to be in a prayer meeting to build community. Let's just get that straight. I hate it when churches are only like, we're only going together to pray and be awkward in this room. But no, let's go hang out. Let's go have dinner. Let's go break bread just like they did in Acts. Let's do stuff that doesn't mean have to be so quote unquote spiritual because the truth is the Holy Spirit lives in you so everything you do is spiritual. Obviously we use wisdom in the things that we're doing but we have to understand that God wants us to bond with each other and not just one single way. We don't just bond with the people we're sitting next to on church on Sundays. We don't just bond with God on Sundays but no we have this this whole spectrum of building relationship with God and it's the same thing with people. So I just encourage you if you've been hurt by the church and you don't want anything to do with this. You might not even want anything to do with God. I just encourage you to put yourself out there again and you might get hurt, I'm not gonna lie, but I promise you that it's not gonna end badly because the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to and are called according to his purpose. So the thing is, is if it's not good, it's not the end. There's hope for you, there's more people in mind And again, I'll say it, there are people who are waiting on you. Just like you need them, they need you. So put yourself out there. Give hope that Jesus has a glorious, clean, spotless bride, and he wants you to be a part of it. So thank you so much for listening today. I know this this was a little bit heavier of a topic, I promise. Like I said last time, not all of these will be super deep and super spiritual. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to have people on here. Um, So keep coming back. And if you would, would you leave a rate and review? That's really important in the first couple months of of a podcast, especially on iTunes, of the algorithm. Stupid, stupid algorithms keep us down. But no, if you guys would help me by doing this, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, But thanks for listening today, and I will see you next weekend. Bye.